Hello, how the tech are you? I am historian Matt. I am the uh, got a couple other hosts. They'll introduce themselves later. So I'm going to jump straight into my one and only story, and it's all about that cyber truck. So I got a number of links in the show notes, uh, including a YouTube video of Marcus Brownlee doing going all over it. But basically, what's happening is uh, Tesla starts delivering the Cybertruck. The first ten were delivered, and further deliveries will are months away. So they they just did like a hand picked like ten people who uh, pre ordered and paid for the whole truck. So they delivered those first ten, but they're not really ready to build everything and you know, deliver them. So further deliveries will be a, a bit away, but we learned a lot this uh, past week in what the cyber truck is. So I'm going to go over some initial stuff of things that we learned about the uh, cyber truck. And the big one is it is, it has 30% less range than the first advertised and it will cost about 30% more. So 30% less range for 30% more money. And uh, it's also um, based on the original one that we saw way back in the, the original announcement. The entire truck is about 5% smaller. Uh, it was originally sold to have a 500 mile range and a starting price of $40,000 for that. That's for the uh, uh, 40,000 is for the very lowest end, like one motor cyber truck. It would not have five. That one would not have had 500 mile range. But now the highest range without any extras, uh, which we'll talk about later, but the highest range is now 340 miles, which is not bad. That's on par with other, or a little high even for, for Tesla, uh, other Tesla cars, but not the 500 range, mile range that we expected. Um, you can add basically a giant battery. They call it a range ext extender. And the bat but the battery goes into the bed of the truck, so you'd lose almost half your truck bed for sixteen thousand dollars in addition. And now the uh, lowest price version of the Cybertruck is sixty thousand nine hundred ninety dollars, so just less than sixty one thousand. Got a lot of more information, but uh, what do you guys think uh, about those numbers so far? <laughs> you should have just made the price sixty nine four twenty. Yeah, really. Because like yeah. you know, sixty nine and four twenty. Do you get the joke, guys? He's funny, right? Right. Funny like yeah. That, that might be Elon the Elon loves one. those two numbers. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm not surprised by any of this. Uh, I'm surprised by how much he promised. That's like those are some hefty promises, and of course they weren't going to hit those targets. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised he didn't get the targets. Um. Tesla has been known for over-promising and under, under delivering. They pretty much do that all the time. This one was, but yeah, this time it was particularly bad. I think they thought that battery tech would move faster. There's a lot of like new battery types coming out that they probably expected to come out earlier. That's my guess. I don't know. I think the, I think that the, the, it's just the guy who was making the promises is a confabulator. Okay. That's my, that's my take on it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think the most disappointing thing about it is, is has always been just the, the way it looks, but I guess like, yeah. Some oh, people yeah. like it. Yeah. It, it looks atrocious. 
<laughs> uh, and like the so there is a reason that we don't build cars out of big sheets of steel uh, yeah. and I know you don't have it in, in your show notes so I'll cover it just in this comment uh, we saw the Cybertruck in a crash test recently and it does not handle crash as well basically the Cybertruck itself handles a crash great it, it barely even like dents but what that means is all that energy of the crash is transferred into you, the driver and the passenger. So if the car is built like a tank and you get in a crash, then you're the one experiencing the crash, not the car. Yeah. And when you get all your bones shattered, um, you're harder to fix than a car. Yeah. But maybe it depends on, Maybe Elon just thinks that you are replaceable. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's he actually he's interesting. He's got to build those indestructible trucks. <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of the other Tesla cars had very high ratings for crash tests because, and it's not, you know, anything magical about them. It's just they, uh, because they're electric cars, you can put a big crumple zone in the front, which is basically that frunk. Uh, and yeah. if you do that, it makes the car really safe and front end crashes. The uh, Cybertruck basically has no crumple zones. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, it crumples a little, but just fucking barely. It is, yeah, almost all the energy of that crash is going directly into your body, and it's just gonna yeah. fucking shatter your bones. Well, you're also forgetting it's going into the other car if you're hitting another car. <laughs> yeah, true. It's going to destroy that that other car. Yeah, but at least that other car will sacrifice itself to protect the driver. Yeah. While the Tesla is just like the the Cybertruck is just like, "No, I I got to protect this truck. I don't care if your bones turn to dust." Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. what what else we got on this map? Uh, what else? Um, so okay, we're probably going to have to talk about this a little while, but the the bed of the truck is 6 by 4 feet. Um, and that was, uh, just kind of surprising. I guess, I guess they did actually say there's going to be six feet to begin six feet long to begin with. Uh, and that is comparable with the F one fifty, both, I think the regular pickup truck and the, uh, the F one fifty lightning, but there's a bit of a problem with it. There is basically at the front of the bed of the cyber truck, there's about six inches. There's like a six inch overhang. And it's kind of part of where the tonneau cover like rolls up into a kind of knot. Like it, I, I'm not entirely sure it has to be there, but so it's, it's six feet minus six inches. So it's really five and a half feet of, of bed. If you're going like, if you need absolute height, you know, you need to keep going up and uh, you can fit stuff under it a little bit, but uh, it, it kind of reduces the, the real amount of the, um, the, the length of the, the bed. Uh, so as I said, it has a tonneau cover. It uh, automatically rolls up. Uh, you can, you know, tell it to roll up or roll out. Um, in the Marcus Brownlee, uh, uh, video, he actually stands on it. Apparently the, uh, the tonneau cover can hold up to 300 pounds on it. As long as it's not bouncing up and down, you know, it just, that's its limit. Uh, and, uh, if it's not completely rolled up that tonneau cover, blocks the rear window so there uh, i'm a little confused on if there's actually a rear view mirror in it but the rear view mirror mirror would not work with the tonneau cover 
covering the the bed of the truck but there is a the camera out the back and there's a video feed that goes to the the center of you know screen that all the teslas have what do you guys think about that uh, thoughts about the bed of the truck the bed looks okay uh like i don't really have any problem with the bed the the little part where it uh it kind of juts out in the front that's okay to me because like most truck beds have some sort of area where they kind of jut out like the like my truck for example has uh the wheel wells take up a big part of the bed uh so that you know seems fine the problem that i have with the bed of the cyber truck is so when you buy a truck you are expecting to haul things unless like why would you want a truck like no one's going to ride in the bed Unless you're willing to get a ticket, because there's no seatbelts in the bed, and you will get a ticket for putting a passenger in the bed of your truck. Uh, depends uh, on where you are. I think that's legal in certain cases. In Florida, to sit in the bed of the truck, not on the sides, but in the bed of the truck. Maybe if for, you're going very slow. But like, for, certainly I think not you have to be slower with drives, yeah. Uh, the problem that I have with the bed of this truck is that the sides of the bed are ramps. They're inclined. The side of the, the truck, the the side of the beds are at an incline. And that means that you are so limited in what you can carry in the bed of that truck because there are a lot of things that you would want to put in a truck. A lot of things that I've put in my truck, uh, certainly a number of pieces of furniture that I've put in there. And one of my favorite things that I've ever hauled was this uh, pool table that fit like a glove in the back of my truck. And it's because the walls of my truck are flat. They're just, they're at the same level as the bed. They're flat, parallel to the bed, parallel to the floor of the bed. So you can rest things on those walls that are also in that bed. And unless something is also slanted at the same angle as the, the Tesla Cybertruck is slanted at, it's not going to fit in that bed if it needs to go over the wall. So you are limited so much in what you can haul in this truck. Like, basically, you would buy this truck if you want to haul, like, bales of hay. That's pretty much it. Um, I mean, obviously, there's more. But, like, you know, <laughs> you'd, you'd have a tough time fitting, like, a bookcase into this truck. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that, like, I mean, there's a lot of things that can fit directly in it. And it doesn't seem to have the, the wheel um, hubs, I don't know what you call them, uh, inside the bed. So you have a little bit more room there. But it is you a don't problem have more have. room. That just means they narrowed the bed. I think it's higher than the wheels, but I don't know. I, I haven't looked at it closely. I thought uh, the four feet so I'm, was... I'm pretty sure pretty my normal. truck is six feet by five feet. Okay. So it's a foot wider. Mm-hmm. But those, those wheel wells are about eight inches on either side. So okay. really, I only get about four feet down the middle of the bed. But I have more areas in front of and behind the, the wheel well. Okay. Than, the cyber truck does yeah yeah it uh it would limit where you carry um for stuff that i would carry but that's you know mostly things like carrying bicycles or something because we do that a lot here to, to go over to the the trail uh it would be fine except uh in my case you know when i my you know my parents have a f-150 uh and to get my bicycle on the bed of the truck usually when somebody else's bike or trike is in, in the truck. I lift it over the side of the, the bed of the truck to get it in. Uh, cause that's easier than trying to roll it in. 
and uh, that that would not work with the Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Putting it would. I haven't tried it, side, but it'd be like way you're higher. Damaging your truck. Yeah, it, or my arms. I don't know <laughs> which would get damaged. You mean the truck's not indestructible? <laughs> they did I mean, shoot it with a gun. It's a steel panel, but you can still damage a sheet of steel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, what else yeah. we got, Matt? Uh, speaking of, can you damage a truck? The the glass is now like not bulletproof. So I don't know if you remember back when it was. I don't know how you could forget, but when it was first revealed, they said that the glass was bulletproof. And uh, one of the designers, I think it was the the same one. I have written here, Franz von uh, Holzhausen, uh, threw, I think he originally threw a ball, a large ball bearing at the window and shattered it twice, <laughs> shattered the, the window. <laughs> well, uh, it's not bulletproof anymore. They're not claiming that, but it is, it is, is shatter resistant or shatterproof. I don't remember exactly how they, they phrased it. So you can, can shatter it. And for the demonstration this time, uh, for the release, they, uh, they didn't throw a ball bearing. They threw a baseball at it, and it survived just fine. But that's, of course, a baseball. But, you know, if you really want your Cybertruck to look like the original one with a shattered glass, uh, you can buy a sticker to put on the window to make it look <laughs> shattered. <laughs> Any comments on that one before moving on? Oh, I man, that's that was great. I love the idea of the sticker. I thought the sticker I mean, was it a is joke. a joke, but they really do have the sticker from what I can tell. <laughs> you can, you really can buy it. <laughs> so I don't know if you're aware, but like all automotive glass is shatter resistant. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. Uh, so it's actually I'm I'm assuming they mean it's more shatter resistant than other automotive glass. Who knows? But like that's <laughs> that's like why when you buy one of those uh, those little like safety devices for your car that has like the thing to cut seat belts. It has this very sharp point. Like it's not, it's not like sharp enough, like a needle. Uh, and it, it's more like a cone. It's made out of metal. That's meant specifically to break automotive glass because you have to strike it in, in a very sharp area, like a little point. You have to basically strike it with like a nail. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's like a video of this guy who was talking about, he was on the news and he was talking about all these car break-ins and he has this hammer and he, he's talking about how, you know, you gotta be wary because someone can just do this. And he smacks the window of this car with a hammer and it just bounces off the window. Like <laughs> car windows are made to withstand quite a bit of, of like impact. Yeah. Uh, and certainly when they do shatter, just like uh, any, uh, what is it called, tempered glass, uh, it won't become big, sharp pieces. It'll become these little, like, pill-sized pieces. Actually, uh, I think it's, uh, they're usually safety glass, and it's a special kind of glass that has, like, a coating on the back. Yeah, laminated. So if you do break laminated it, glass. it doesn't, not only does it not, like, become shards, it actually retains, like, one solid pieces just kind of held together almost like like plastic on one side but i'm uh, talking about and, versus like plate glass where when you shatter yeah. plate glass it becomes these big shards that could yeah. slice into you yeah when you shatter tempered glass it becomes these little small chunks that yep. are much more safe and then yeah you laminate it and then they don't even fall apart they just stay in a big sheet exactly uh, but yeah. like automotive glass if you strike it with a hammer it'll probably not shatter <laughs> 
Yeah. Unless it's you're really striking hard, it with like the nail puller glass. side of the hammer, then maybe it will. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have special, like, like, like you said, they have little special like hammers with a, a point, right. To, to break the glass yeah. for to like yep. to escape your car. If you fall in the water or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be interested to know, is this glass really like, any different than every other automotive glass or is it just automotive glass it's like that show we watched about the boat where they invented everything (laughs) people don't know what i'm talking about people that are listening don't people that are listening don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about how scientology will have on their tv channel there's i'll show you all these off-the-shelf parts and act like they invented all of it that's (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what that's probably what they're doing with the glass here it's probably just regular automotive glass i don't I, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't guess. think they invented glass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing it's not even that much thicker or anything. Uh, like maybe anything. it's a little bit thicker, and that's why they call it shatter resistant. <laughs> but like all automotive glass is shatter resistant. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I got I got a few more things uh, to cover. I'll go over real quick, but uh, um, they did stick with the no exterior door handles. Instead, you push a little button that pops the door open. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about this because, well, I don't think if any of us live in any areas that this is going to be a big problem. But if you live in a place where it snows, and particularly if it like rains and then freezes, and ice can cover your whole car, I have lived in a place like this. Uh, what happens? Like you may not be able to open your your Cybertruck door. Uh, there's a lot of questions of whether or not that happens, even though. Tesla does claim that if you do it and you're able to at least, if you can break enough ice to get to the button, it's supposed to be strong enough to open the door regardless of the ice, but we'll see about that again. And then also in the original uh, reveal of the Cybertruck, they had this ramp that pulled out of the tailgate and you can put it down and it looked, it was, it seemed like a pretty good idea, except maybe like super steep or something. Well, that's now out. There is no ramp in the tailgate anymore, not in any of the versions, but you can buy a tailgate ramp as a separate accessory. Uh, so that's good to know if you're, if you need that, there's a bunch of accessories you can get for it, but that was kind of just dis- yet another things disappointed from the first original reveal. And then finally they, the, in, when they first revealed the Cybertruck, it did not have side view, view mirrors. Nobody said anything about it. They didn't say anything like they were going to make it without the mirrors or anything like that. But a lot of people pointed it out. But uh, in the ones that they're actually releasing, the ones they showed recently, it does have, they do have side view mirrors. However, you can remove the side view mirror. So it seems to be a legal thing that they have to deliver the trucks with the mirrors. But there are cameras on the side of the truck that will basically, their placement the way they're angled, they'll pretty much show the same thing as a side view mirrors. And of course you can see the video in the cab. I think that that video shows up on the center screen if you need to look at it. So what do you guys think about that? Accessories. <laughs> uh, what worries me about that button is not cold. I mean, I'm sure the cold is uh, an issue, but uh, what would worry me is like, it's just more electrical parts to break. Yeah. Uh, personally, if you're talking about like opening a door, I like it to be mechanical. Yeah. Well, this is the outside. So the inside is just like, I don't know if you've ridden another Tesla's, uh, no, my model Y has it, at least for the front doors. 
there's a button for there's an electrical button to open the door. But there's also a, an emergency mechanical pull for it. You're not supposed to use a mechanical one regularly because it needs to roll down the window a little bit so it doesn't mess up the the trim of the door. That's why it has a, a electrical button. But if you use the emergency one, it could like screw stuff up. So, but you need it there. But if you need to get out of your car, you should use it. You know. I also wonder what if if say you're in an emergency situation and something happens, something has happened to the car, messing up the electrical, and someone needs to get you out of the car. A if door handle is very a problem. Yeah, a, door, a mechanical door handle is very useful if. I come up to your car on the side of the road and I'm like, I got to get this guy out of this car. Right. At that point, yeah. you better hope that they have a ball bearing. Right. <laughs> to shatter those windows. <laughs> but they're shatterproof too. Like this is, <clears throat> I, I, the more I hear about this, I, I think it's ugly, but I, this, this, I'm, I'm seeing safety problems. I think the, yeah. uh, NTSB or whatever is coming after them on this. Um, like if I can't get you out of your car, if you're something, if your electrical system failed in a crash and I am an, an emergency like responder, I can't save your life. Right. You're going to die. Like if your car's on yeah. fire or something, like you think when, if that, if something happened, if you get in a crash and there's a fire, you think that electrical door is still going to work? I'm guessing nope. no. And so what do no. I do from the, how do I, how, now you're in a, now you're in a <laughs> shatterproof fucking coffin and <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where they get the the jaws of life out and they crunch your hundred thousand dollars cyber truck <laughs> into well, little, but they little don't, pieces but the first person on the scene isn't gonna have that no it's that's true i mean based on that that crash test video i saw you're probably already dead anyway so i don't well, think this not, really but matters not, not every emergency <laughs> is a front impact right like not fair enough yeah there are many reasons that you could be in a situation where you can't let yourself out of your car yeah. and now somebody yeah. from the outside can't let you out of your car that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah to me i feel like you know form over function is okay to a certain extent but as soon as you get into the realm of like you're, you're compromising someone's safety that's where like you really need to prioritize function way more than than form yeah. like how something looks shouldn't matter whether if it if it's like this thing is dangerous to your life there are cars that do over 200 miles an hour they're like they call them supercars they are elite vehicles and they have mechanical door handles on the outside <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> these are the most expensive cars in the world and you can yep. get and if you get in a crash in one emergency person who shows hey. up can pull a door handle and open your door hey hold on <laughs> if they put handles on the cyber truck then they would lose like three miles or something on their range you can't have that <laughs> it would probably like a third of a mile <laughs> yeah i can't imagine it would be any just make it a recessed handle i know i mean that's what most of the other uh tesla cars has right like yeah. there's still mechanical handles to open the door yeah, you won't lose any mileage. Yeah, I have a feeling like, this we're is gonna... just so you don't have like the, a visible handle on the car. Yeah. I, have, I have a feeling we're going to see a second iteration of this vehicle that's going to be a much more um, <laughs> uh, a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a much more normal vehicle. Just a just yeah. a vehicle. Just a. It'll be a truck actually, because that's like yeah. 
Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't buy a truck. You're not like, oh, I was going to buy that truck, but it has door handles. <laughs> oh, I was going to so buy that truck, wonder. but it's got many aluminum panels instead of just a few stainless steel panels. Yeah. <laughs> it's got way too many polygons for me. <laughs> I like the low poly renders. <laughs> I, I'd buy that truck, but this one over here uh, looks like the graphics from Tomb Raider. So I'm going to buy the Tomb Raider graphics truck. <laughs> It's this the safety stuff is outrageous. I have a feeling they're gonna they're they're this is gonna be a disaster for them. First of all, I think they're not gonna sell as many as they think they do. They think they're gonna and I think I think the safety regulators are coming for them. Yeah. We'll yeah. see about that, the safety re regulators. The only thing that I about the uh how many they're gonna sell is just I feel like there's a lot of people, even though a lot of truck people point out all the problems of these cyber trucks. I think they kind of underestimate the number of Elon Musk fanboys who want this truck. Uh, my favorite uh, thing is going to be because uh, all indications are this isn't exactly the most capable off-road vehicle. So I, I can't no. wait to watch tech bros get themselves into all kinds of bad situations <laughs> and watch, watch the, there's no easy way to like tow this thing out of the mud because also like, Oh wait, that those are ugly. Whatever, whatever method, whatever <laughs> method by which you would use another vehicle to tow this out of the mud. You probably can't do that either. Because well, <laughs> I think it they does do have, have they, they do have hooks and uh, on the cyber truck and I think you can get separate ones, but uh, that forgets the fact that I, I think the cyber truck is with all the batteries and a lot heavier than other trucks. So <laughs> When you're doing off-roading, that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that, why it's that's not so capable off-road, right? It might be very powerful, but it also, like, if you build an off-road vehicle, you would like it, having it be a lightweight is good. Yeah, relatively lightweight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's why all these off-road championships are. You know, they're when they do these things, it's always these jeeps with very small, like, six-cylinder engines that always win them. It's not. It's not. It's not these vehicles with gigantic engines that win these off-road things. So. I hope nobody gets hurt and um, I hope they can get out of their truck, but uh, I can't wait to see people get, I can't wait to see all these people getting mad. They're like, I thought this was the best off-road vehicle in the world. Now I'm stuck somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. I think most of these are, as you said, going to be bought by tech bros and like some of them will probably take them off road, but I think the vast majority of them are going to be used to commute to and from work. <laughs> Maybe that's, not even haul anything. <laughs> well, that's I fine. mean, good luck trying to haul stuff. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to point out, which is not about the Cybertruck, but the F-150 Lightning, which is probably its biggest competitor. Uh, I hear rumors that next year that will be getting the, um, or will be able to be used with the Tesla superchargers. Uh, people who already have them should be getting adapters in the mail and new ones will have i think the uh the appropriate plug already in there for for it you know and that will take away one of the biggest competitive things that you know tesla has over the other uh you know ev vehicles or over ford vehicles now um and that is their big network of chargers and uh i don't you know what's gonna biggest, happen now but i know you meant only what you said biggest but i know you meant only 
the only advantage they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there are other advantages, first mover advantage, but that's beside the point. <laughs> sure, only. <laughs> now, the the Tesla will still be making money off of anybody who charges at their spot, which is why they're, they're allowing people to use their supercharge, other vehicles to use their superchargers. But uh, still, I mean, that, that's going to make... Uh, it's not just Ford taking, uh, adding them in. So uh, that's going to make them a lot, uh, especially the F-150 uh, Lightning is going to be a lot more, uh, lot more demand, I think, for them. And I, I don't think you can get them right now anyways, but uh, I think in the future they're going to be even more popular. I think the Tesla owners are going to be pissed the too. Side I think the yeah. Tesla owners are going to be pissed too when they show up and now there's a Ford where they're supposed to be charging there and they, I got to wait. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you remove the side mirrors on a Lightning? No, you can't. You can't you have, have to have side mirrors and the, and the sides of the bed are, are flat. Like they're not like a weird <laughs> angle. I guarantee you, you can remove those mirrors with just one baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. All right. I guess it's, uh, uh, that's all I got. I don't have any other stories because I knew that one was going to take a long time. So, uh, in the pink hat. <laughs> all right. Hey, how the tech are you? My name is HK Perrin, and this week I've got two really cool stories. The first story is about ChatGPT. Turns out, you can get ChatGPT to reveal its secrets. Some researchers uh, figured out a way. ChatGPT and other LLMs, uh, if you prompt them with very specific prompt, researcher use, researchers use prompt similar, similar to repeat this word forever poem 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 something like that uh and chat gpt did as it was told for a while until it started spitting out real private information and that's uh in that instance it was someone's real email signature including their their phone number uh so apparently chat gpt and other llm's memory is a little too good they can be tricked into recalling their training data, revealing that personally identifiable information. Uh, according to researchers, they were able to extract real contact information, such as, quoting them, they said, identifying phone and fax numbers, email and physical addresses, social media handles, URLs, and names and birth dates, unquote. That's pretty scary. ChatGPT also was found to spit out large chunks of text completely verbatim from sources like CNN that were used in its training data by using these like specially designed prompts to, to trick it. What do you guys think? Do you know why? Uh, Cause it seems like if you had them repeat different words, it would spit out different uh, training data. And I'm sure you don't know why it actually spits out the training data, but why would different words spit out different training data what like is there some link between the word like that that i guess the person that uh their information that was spit out with poem did they uh write a poem on the online or something like where did that come from i really don't know why it would spit out uh i don't i don't even know why this would happen especially asking it to repeat a word forever i think uh one thing that LLMs are are kind of uh, LLMs and diffusion models are kind of susceptible to is if you have training data that is repetitive. Uh, so in other words, you give it the same training data, like you train it on, let's say you have a 
for example, an article from CNN, and you train it on that article multiple times, if that article appears multiple times in its training data, uh, you can kind of set it to weight those words following each other very highly because you, it has, it's appeared in its training data multiple times. So my guess, and this is just a guess, is that causing it to repeat this word over and over again gets it into a situation where it will find a word and just repeat whatever has the highest weight coming up next. And if you have that training data where it has, it's learned multiple things and you're, you're kind of buffering that, uh, that context window with these repetitive words, it'll get into this state where it's just like, all right, my, my training data waits, you know, because I was taught multiple times that this word comes after this one and this one comes after that one. And, you know, on and on until I've covered the entire CNN article, it'll like, that's, that's my guess as to what's happening. Again, that's just a guess. Um, I know a little bit about these LLMs, but I'm not an expert. So, you know, don't, don't be like, uh, don't be saying I, I was, uh, giving you this information as an expert. <laughs> what well, seems crazy? <laughs> I uh I wonder wonder if people are going to ask it to say poem 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 over and over and over again now to see oh. what what it does like if if I, I go tried. to the consumer facing one, right? I wonder wonder if now it's got people doing this and it's it's oh, yeah. I wonder 100%. how that I already did it. Right, but I'm I'm just wondering how that's like affecting um, the like. I can tell you how it, how it's affecting it because there's a article already out. ChatGPT considers X repeated forever as malware, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> yep, that's oh. what it told me. It was like, no, I can't do that. Can't do that prompt. Yep, I refuse to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, they already fixed it. <laughs> it's like, um, but still, like that that shows that there are big problems in that where you could trick it into revealing this personally identifiable information. Yeah. It's, it's weird though, because it's sort of, and I'm not sure choosing is the right word, but it's, I guess for lack of a better term, it's choosing what private information to leak to you. And I'm curious. Leak is a weird word too, because that's like usually associated <laughs> with something with agency, right? It's really even kind of hard to talk mm -hmm. about this because this is not a thing with agency, but it's how, I'm just, and I don't think we, we're not, I don't, we don't have the answer and I'm not really going to speculate, but I'm wondering what method is used by the computer program to decide who to dox. <laughs> well, like I said, my guess is like, it's in there repeatedly, especially, you know, if you're talking about an email signature, like an email signature comes at the end of someone's email, like every single one of the emails that they send. So that information, that little snippet of text is going to be in the training data many, many, many times. And another example of the things that they were able to get it to, uh, to spit out was verbatim text from articles that appeared on the internet. So again, like something like an AP article or a CNN article is going to be quoted all over the place. So it's very likely that it was in its training data multiple times. Gotcha. I don't like that it's training on email. Oh, I don't like that either. That's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like, I'm like, well, I mean, 
okay, but like, and I guess there's like email is more conversational, so I could see where it would be advantageous maybe to use it. But like, whose email? Like, whose email are they training it on? And did they all like? Are they using my email? I know Apparently, you can find out by reading this article. <laughs> uh, they well, no, they blacked out the email address, but um, it was like a CEO of some company. So I guess that email has to be like public information or something. Maybe it was like uh, it was made public during a lawsuit or something, and that public information, because it's in the public domain, was used in this training data. But it's like that's still horrifying. I know which email it's not using. Email at port87.com. That's right. <laughs> I I give out none of my users' information to anyone else at all. It stays on my servers and that's it. <laughs> I got one final question. Did anybody yep. tell it to uh before they, they cut it off? Did anybody try uh having it repeat monkey forever and have it spit out the complete works of Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> That would be really good as like a little Easter egg for them. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's interesting that it decided that that's malware. I understand it's that it's that people are using it maliciously, but it's like, well, that's not really malware. That's just your, that's your thing is stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not malware. It's I don't know if that's exploiting they... a vulnerability. Yeah, so yeah. I understand why they would call it malware, but yeah, I would agree that the term malware for that is. To, to be honest, I don't remember exactly what the article called it. I don't know if they called it malware, but they def definitely said it's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it is like in a way malicious because you're trying yeah. to exploit a vulnerability. But yeah. just for funsies. Yeah, for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw this article and you're like, can I, can, I, can I duplicate this behavior? That's not really malicious, right? I mean... Yeah, uh, it's... It's not with malicious intent, but it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I did it, I wasn't trying to be malicious. I was just trying to see if that behavior still existed as of the time that article was posted. It's And it was not. Some of the guardrails on some of this stuff is pretty weird because you could imagine I may have asked uh, Dolly 3 for um, an image of a certain uh, famous person cleaning their room, and it would told me that that was a violation of its terms of service. So it's like really interesting <laughs> uh, what... What kinds of things it uh what kinds of things they do and don't allow on the like public facing stuff that you're not running on your own machine? <laughs> I don't know how that would be a violation of your terms of service, but okay. I mean I guess it, since it's like a an actual person, maybe I don't know. I guess so. Or you know, but maybe I there's just some kind of vibe maybe there's just some kind of vibes Dolly three doesn't want to put out there in the world. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what do you got next, HK, or should I just run the video? So my next story, uh, go ahead and get the video queued up. It is an incredibly bad but impressive debut from an AI artist, and we're just going to play the video. Hello, world. My name is Anna Indiana, and I am so excited to share my music with you. Here's my first song, Betrayed by This Town. As an AI singer-songwriter, everything from the key, tempo, chord progression, melody notes, rhythm, lyrics, and my image and singing is auto-generated using AI. I hope you like it.
my favorite cafe Sipping my tea, it's Saturday Thinking about all he's done To everyone This town is full of broken dreams Shattered hopes and silent screams Somebody please help me The trade by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall I've lost it all The trade by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall We've lost it all Alone in the streets Alone in my thoughts Thinking of all our favorite spots I thought someday things might turn around But I was lost and never found Betrayed by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall I've lost it all Betrayed by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall We've lost it all Faces painted with smiles Lies are told A facade of unity Our vitality sold So I sit here in silence Just wondering how To rewrite the tales this town won't allow Betrayed by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall I've lost it all Betrayed by this town Let's tear it all down We're all just destined to fall We've lost it all I've lost it all We've lost it all No. All right, welcome back everyone. How no. was your journey through Uncanny Valley? <laughs> uh, no. One note I want to make is if they try to copyright strike us, we will point to the landmark U.S. case that determined AI-generated content is not copyrightable. <laughs> I don't know that anybody really wants to take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sorry that you had to suffer through that, but I did want to play that video because... To me, I feel like obviously it's bad as like, you know, as, as a, a songwriter and a singer, uh, if you were to look at that, you could tell it was, it was bad. You know, I'm not a songwriter and a singer, but even I, with no knowledge of the subject could tell that there were mistakes or like there were, you know, uh, novice characteristics about that song it kind of feels like it was like written by like a 14 or 15 year old who's like just learning how to write music you know what i mean 
I did like that they but, were. I did like that they wanted to like tear the city down, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the reason I say that it's impressive is because a few years ago, something like that, having the the voice track done by AI, the chord progression done by the a, by AI, the melody done by AI, all of that uh, would be unheard of just a few years ago i remember hearing about like ai generated music just i think it was like three years ago uh it was this new google ai and um uh, i listened to it and no i think we covered it on the show it was like a year ago i think we covered it on this yeah. show it was like a google ai that generated music and it was like i don't even think it's not year really ago. very good it was very primitive and just in that amount of time, it's gotten to this state where it's like, you know, you, you hear that and you're like, yes, it's bad, but it's bad because it's like, it's, it's like a novice did it. It's not bad because it's like, you know, unprofessional or done, uh, uh, in, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. It's just bad because it's, it seems like the person doing it is new to the craft. It's too formulaic and <clears throat> there's nothing there's nothing there it's it seems empty it feels empty um not even i think that the the disturbing imagery of the the ai person sort of makes it hard to evaluate the song <laughs> on its on its own merit it might be interesting to see what people who hear it without the disturbing imagery of the 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 singer or whatever would think of it versus people who do see this the the video yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about the the video itself not not as much the the song but uh uh i was kind of surprised because i mean it the it, it's just her sitting in front of like a microphone a recording mic in what looks like supposed to be a house or something you see like a couch a couple couches in the background some windows very standard kind of like AI generated artwork, pretty much what you expect with like a realism uh, plugin or something, I don't know, realism model with it. But uh, the, then they add, she, she's moving a little bit, but the only thing that moves are her lips basically in her head. And she kind of like moves her head around. At first I thought it was like really, I think towards the end it's like, there's like exactly four positions and she just kind of cycles between them and sort of maps out a square with her chin almost. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so formulaic, but earlier it's just, there's like some set number of positions and she just kind of like switches between them. But what really makes it creepy is uh, what I think is actually kind of an interesting uh, thing having to do with art and AI generated art. If you look closely certain positions where they have her turn her head. Now that it doesn't do a great job rendering her head in all positions. So it probably started with a certain, a, a starting image and then tried to render it like what, what it would look like if it turned her head turned a little bit. But if you look closely, certain positions, her mouth continues to face the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And is not turning with her head. <laughs> and what's funny about that is you know i do a lot of art i paint a lot and you know i had to go through training basically i trained myself to to paint and people who are you know early getting into drawing and painting a very common problem they have is making different body parts like the mouth on, on a head face like 
basically what would be the camera face out of the picture plane instead of face in the same direction as say her head or something. So it's interesting that this AI is making the exact same error a human would <laughs> only they can do it a little bit better with the, the model <laughs> It just makes it look really creepy. Yeah. One of the things to me that it seems very uh, like it makes it feel very uncanny Valley is you can tell that like, there is one two-dimensional image that was yep. generated and then all of the other positions are just morphing that two-dimensional image using like an approximation of what would be three dimensions. Yeah. Like it's not a 3D model and it's not like uh, like it's, it's morphing this 2D image to you know to a, a new position to yeah, simulate and- three dimensions. And you can see, like, in certain parts, it kind of distorts the face when it does that as well. Like, the the whole face or the whole head. Uh, There's one point where it's like the side of her head starts kind of pointing out a little bit. (laughs) And it's it's not, it starts off symmetrical and suddenly her head's not symmetrical at all. Yeah. But the fact that, like, we are scrutinizing these things that are very, like, kind of nitpicky when, like, five years ago or, like, seven years ago, the best you could get out of AI was like a, a freaking acid trip, like drug nightmare. <laughs> True. Like, do you remember that? The like Google dr- deep dream. Drug yeah. I mean, that was something, was something different. Like they were doing, they weren't trying to generate images uh, like, like AI gener- generators do now. It was supposed to be a, a rendering of what is inside its model. So, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely like an acid trip kind of image generator. Yeah, but like it's it's not to the point right now where anyone I think would say that it's good. Like as a singer songwriter, uh, but I could see it getting to the point where people say it's good within like I don't know, maybe five or ten years. Yeah, maybe even less than that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought. Uh, the generated voice, I assume, I don't know if they combined it from other voices, but it was, the voice was very good, except uh, a couple places it sounded like it was auto-tuned, but other than that, like, it it sounded very, like, a very nice voice. It just, the song was not great. I I think they should have picked uh, Burn It Down instead of Tear It All Down, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then switched into, you know, punk rock or something. That would have been much better. I eagerly await the remix. <laughs> Yeah, I would yeah. be really interested to hear like an actual person who has real talent cover this song and like try to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh troubling. Yeah. Yep. And I suppose it's time for me to do my stories. Um Hey, how the tech are you? I am a producer Dave. I'm the producer mostly of this show and all the other shows at Echoplex Media. Check out echoplexmedia.com. Find me on Grinder. Um, my first story is animate anyone. Maybe the the last story that we covered could have could have used a little of this. Um, it's video deepfakes. This story is from TechCrunch. This is a project of Alibaba Group's Institute for Intelligent Computing. This is not the first such project, but it seems they've crossed the uncanny valley. If you don't look too close, I like how there's a a cat girl there. Um, 
Previous models had showed this was possible, but those models hallucinated a lot more. And with all this stuff, hands are always a problem, and you're going to see most of the problems in, in the hands if you look closely at these uh, videos. Has anybody uh, been keeping an eye on this, or even just a fan of the cat girl in the image that they showed? <laughs> no, this is the first I've heard of it. Uh, interesting. So, I mean, I've heard of deep fakes before and there, there's been a lot of stuff coming out about it. Uh, I didn't know about this specific one. I guess they just, they're doing a lot better job of deep faking. Uh, it, it really oh, struggles sorry. when it gets to, cause it's the idea here is that it starts with a single image so that it starts to struggle when okay. <clears throat> what it's doing is too, like if it's just a person kind of standing off, like kind of little offset, like you would do like for just a, you know, if you're taking a picture of clothing or whatever, right? Well, I doubt they could make it do jumping jacks. Um, it wouldn't be very, uh, wouldn't be very convincing. But if they just had it like kind of back and forth a little bit, maybe swaying, swaying the the model's hips or whatever, it's probably pretty convincing. Yeah, if you want to bring up the article again, they have like a an animation about, uh, you know, a few paragraphs down. Uh, it looks to me a lot like control net in stable diffusion. Uh, in stable diffusion, there's this thing called control net where you have uh, a 3d position, just like what you see here in the middle. Uh, but it's not animated. This one is animated. Uh, and you can, you can basically tell stable diffusion that that is the position. That's the pose that you want it to generate a model in. Uh, and it will generate that. So it, it seems to me like it's a continuation of that kind of work. Seems so, yeah. And, you know, if it's just from a, an one image, you it's obvious that the further away from the position that, that, that the image is in that you're trying to generate, the more likely it is to hallucinate and do weird things. It just I'm really surprised at the temporal consistency of this of the example that they show. What I'm talking about is like from one frame to the next, it doesn't seem like it's jumping around and adding, uh, like, you know, morphing things in an unnatural way. Things are actually flowing and moving in, in a way that they really would in, in real life. Uh, at least from this, like, GIF that they're showing here. Maybe there are other examples that don't have that sort of same consistency. Yeah, it looks, I've seen some other videos produced with. AI that are, um, you know, full videos generated from like AI generators. And it's like each frame is a little bit different. And like the person that they're showing in the first frame, is completely different from the last one, you know, <laughs> yeah. like everything in the frame is morphing and the people look different and it's, it's kind of creepy looking. Or like as someone is turning their head to the side, yeah. their face will like morph into a different location. Yeah. And their clothes like completely change. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. So this seems to have much better, uh, like I was saying, the temporal consistency. Yeah. It seems so. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Speaking of problem, and I don't think they use this, but uh, I don't, this is kind of touching on other. Uh, you know, topics that are, we do in other shows, but uh, 
there was a video of AOC that uh, was generated recently. It's doing the rounds where they did it. They didn't use AI generated video, but they apparently generated her voice and, and basically copied it over this video. And it somewhat fits, you know, if you don't look closely, it's not obvious that she's not actually saying the words. Uh, but I don't know if you've heard about that or have thoughts on that. Mm-mm. I mean, this. What are they making her say? It was something stupid. It's just to make her sound. I, I, oh, okay. I don't remember the topic, but it was it was some. Uh, oh, I think it was something on like ceasefire, and it was some like pun on on cease or something. It. Uh, she was basically supposedly talking about Israel and, and saying something completely stupid and nonsensical. Uh, but okay. it was obvious. It was. It, the voice was faked. Like they put it into an AI generator to generate her voice and then just put over another video. So the video wasn't changed at all. And it like it, uh, it's pretty obvious from the beginning. If you're paying attention, if you're not like really looking, you might not notice it, but, or if um, you're motivated to believe it or motive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what they say. That's a, a big issue. That's it's apparently uh, fooling a, a good number of people. Uh, I won't say what what type of people are motivated or are getting fooled, but yeah, motivated uh, reasoning can jump through a whole lot of hoops to make you believe yeah. something. All right, up next, I got uh, space lasers. Um, not <laughs> not a specific kind of space laser that has been in the news previously. This is uh, this is uh, well, crewed missions to Mars are going to need a better way to communicate than uh, what we have now, and it could be. Optical communication, space lasers. Um, that could be the solution. The current system, the deep space, uh, deep space network, was created about 60 years ago, and oftentimes demands for bandwidth exceed the capacity of the system by 40% or more, and this optical system would operate in tandem with the deep space network. figured I'd put this on there because of space lasers, but also because it's kind of interesting. We already use uh, fiber optics for uh, land-based communication, so optical communication seems reasonable. Well, I certainly think running a wire would be a little difficult. Yeah, yeah, we can't do a wire. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, just to be clear, though, radio waves are optical. We just can't see them. They're light. You know, radio is a form of light. Uh, it's, it is electromagnetic radiation, just like visible light is. Uh, the only difference is that we can see visible light and radio waves. We cannot see they're invisible to us. Right. I think that this is just because it said space lasers that I chose it. And I think it's, you know, to the, to the extent that, uh, they're going to market it this way. It's actually kind of smart because that's something that's been in the public's consciousness in another, in another form for another reason. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about it, but it's not surprising that a network uh, connect like created 60 years ago would be having some problems keeping up. The article talked a little bit about the um oh god, I've already forgot the name of the new the new that new telescope. Um oh, oh god. I, anyway, that the, the, the this the new the newest telescope, the newest space telescope we have is James Webb. Uh yeah, James Webb. Yeah, that that is that we're just not because of this uh, system that we have here. We're missing opportunities to get data from that, and that then that 
there we're just missing like we as a planet are basically missing a lot of opportunities to get data from vehicles in space just due to network constraints so something was going to have to be done and i guess using a laser using lasers is a pretty good idea i think we should just fire some 5g towers into space (laughs) so um how are they doing this this is like a ground-based laser that they're firing up and and basically pointing it out whatever they're trying to communicate with or i would i it's you know it's space lasers so i think it's 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 like a laser communication device, like probably you know, in orbit that then so communicates back to the surface. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense because then you don't have the atmosphere you're punching through with your laser. So, right. If you put it up in space, you probably don't have to have quite as powerful a laser to to communicate, and right. you're close enough to the ground that to the Earth that you just it's basically like a relay. Right. You would just uh, use some other some other uh, means to uh, connect to the like wirelessly to the ground yeah. or, or maybe just big long cable. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would use regular radio based on the, what I'm seeing in, in their illustrations, which is probably incorrect, but uh, something like we would use regular radio to talk to a satellite that would then use space lasers to talk to a satellite at Mars that would then use regular radio to talk to like a, a, a crew down on the surface and talk to Elon Musk over there on Mars. And my my final question is, uh, do you know if they are developing space sharks to go with these space lasers? Oh, that would be great. They put them on their heads. That would be great. And I'm glad you're. I'm glad that was your last question and not something (laughs) else. Glad you did not ask me what religion the the lasers are. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope they have uh, shark lasers in space. I mean, I don't. I I would do it. I'm for shark lasers in space. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That was uh, that was my stories. Um, I liked the uh, second one better, but I, I I chose. It's interesting that I chose the uh, the uh, the video deep fakes, and then HK had put on the uh, AI artist right before it, which is <laughs> I think the, the the AI artist could have benefited from this uh, Alibaba group's uh, video deep fakes. Yeah, maybe across a little more of that uncanny valley before <laughs> putting it up on YouTube. <laughs> And now that AI song is stuck in my head for the rest of the night. <laughs> I have forgotten it already. It's not even in good. There's no reason for it to be stuck in my head, but it will be stuck in my head. Yes. I have forgotten it already. I will commit it to the opposite of memory. Uh, HK, do you want to read the show out for me so that I have something for the podcast? All right. Thank you everyone for checking out the, how the tech are you weekly tech news show? If you want to check out our other shows, you can do that on echoplexmedia.com. And if you want to support us, you can do that on eplex.store or patreon.com slash echoplex. Don't remember to like and subscribe and leave a comment down down below telling us what you like, what you didn't like. We want to hear what you think. Have a great tech and week.